Oh, that's right. We usually like to invite the mayor in on a Tuesday to visit with us, and he's here. Mayor Duggan, nice to have you here, sir. Beautiful sunny day in Detroit. Another beautiful sunny day in Detroit, yeah. We have not seen you since before Eat Detroit, which was not a beautiful sunny day in Detroit. (laughs) Was basically the worst weather of the year was. was on that day, and yet... I know you were on vacation, but you'd be proud to know that the city rallied. We had a fantastic night. Everybody came with umbrellas, and uh, it didn't really slow us down at all. It was one of those uh, nights that the rain, it was really bad out in the in the suburbs, but down here it was just kind of rain, and everybody just went to all yep. the 23 different restaurants. Even the drinks came with all. umbrellas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, tried the food. The, the reviews were fantastic. And uh, we decided next year we're going to do it in June, though. August is probably, like, asking for trouble. Uh, so we're going to clear your calendar. Hopefully you can join us next year. I'll come hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how are you doing? How was your vacation, by the uh, way? Very good. I, you know, back and... Uh, uh, got everybody working twice as hard this week. So. Did, did, when you <laughs> vacation, like, are you obligated to stay in the state of Michigan? Yeah, just you know, I'm never on vacation. Just four hours of Zoom meetings a day, even oh, when right. I'm out of town. But wow. it's all fine. The team's great, and you know, I'm mean, I'm in my ninth year now. At this point, yeah, uh, the the departments run just fine, uh, whether I'm here or not. So it's uh, it's good. Can I ask you where you go for vacation? You know, I go wherever I can to get away. There you go. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's pretty much the rest of the planet. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but it, it is, do you go rural, beach, so, mountain, so, sometimes shack, up, uh, sometimes up to the cottage up north, and uh, sometimes uh, away from further it. away. That's fair. Okay, you really don't want anybody tracking you. Huh? you Marion Barry might want to get rid of that iPhone. Then <laughs> Marion Barry has a timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our phone numbers are eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Here's your opportunity to speak with Mayor Duggan about any issue that you like, any question that you have. Any personal problem that you might be going through in your neighborhood? <laughs> Not personal problem like nope. in your household. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I've seen Mr. <sighs> Mayor Duggan. He can probably handle that, too. But if it has to do with, uh, you know, your your house or a, a problem, then there's something in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Eight seven seven forty four mitch our phone numbers to talk directly to the mayor. So uh, I wanted to begin with talking about this story here, big story in the Detroit News about um, affordable housing here in Detroit and rising rents, housing insecurity, everything that's going on with the, with, the, with the cost of housing and things like that. Where are we in the city versus where we should be in terms of housing for, for, for people who really can't afford the high cost of housing? Well, you, you've got two sides of the story. So you go back eight years and you had uh, neighborhoods uh, like East English Village uh, that in 2008, the houses were going for $150,000. And with the collapse that occurred when I started in 2014, those same houses were probably going for 50000 Uh And there was a massive loss of wealth to black homeowners. Yeah. Those property values have not only come all the way back, they've exceeded it. And so people who stay in that neighborhood are now in $200,000 houses. Been a huge growth in wealth of the homeowners who stayed, huge growth uh, in black wealth in this city, if you owned the the recovery Detroit has been a great thing for you. If you were in those neighborhoods renting, those rents have gone up now. Uh, and that's put a lot of pressure uh, on a lot of folks who uh, were used to being able to be in a house at $600 a month rent that went up to $1,000 a month rent that went up to $1,200 a month rent. And so this is what 
uh, we're dealing with, and we're dealing with it in a lot of different ways. We're doing a number of uh, down payment assistance programs because the people who've been paying a thousand dollars a month in rent, they can buy these houses, pay the taxes, and own them yeah. uh, for uh, the same amount of money. And so we're converting a lot of renters uh, to homeowners. If that's the case, wh- why is the rent so high? Um, the rent is so high because people are moving back in huge numbers. I mean, the reality is it's a... But you, if you could you theoretically have buy... Degree. I mean, usually a market finds an equilibrium where if, if if you could buy the house for the same that you're paying for rent, people would just be buying it. So, so I think the Wall Street Journal did an analysis on the gap uh, between uh, rental and ownership numbers uh, across the country. And, and Detroit had the highest gap of people who could be owning a house for what they were paying uh, and instead were renting. We're converting back... Uh, to uh, to where we should be, but but not at the rate that we would like. And in the meantime, we need to build uh, a lot of affordable housing. And so uh, we are now converting uh, vacant apartment buildings across the city. Uh, we're converting vacant houses across the city. You've been a part of that uh, in doing that yourself. 10,000 houses that were vacant eight years ago are now renovated and occupied today. Wow. So we were able to absorb uh, housing in ways that you don't see uh, the parks filled with tents uh, in Detroit that you do in Washington, D.C., and Austin, Texas, and Los Angeles, and so many other places because we had the vacant housing to absorb them. We are building very, very rapidly. We just announced another $200 million in initiatives with uh, the help of council members, uh, Mary Waters and uh, Angela Calloway and uh, Letitia Johnson. Uh, and we're going to keep building units uh, quickly, uh, but we also... Uh, need to create employment opportunities. Right now, we got 12,000 jobs open in this city. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that we're doing is as people are calling up saying my rent is going up, we're saying we've got a $15 an hour training program we can put you into next week. Uh, you can earn the money to be able to pay that rent and stay in uh, that home. And so it's going to be a combination of all these strategies. There's not one yeah. solution. If you could build out of it, San Francisco would have done it 20 right. years ago. It's going to take a lot of different things. Where are the most of those jobs? What type of industry? So, of the 12,000 that are open in Detroit today, half are the professional jobs. They're engineers, they're registered nurses. And, and about half are jobs that a high school graduate uh, can get uh, with some training. So their jobs at Amazon, their jobs at Chrysler, I guess now Stellantis, uh, they are jobs at hotels, uh, they're jobs at restaurants. Uh, but we've got training programs for tech jobs and training programs for nurse assistant jobs that will pay you while you're being trained. So, you know, if you've got immediate bills to pay, a lot of people can't say, hey, I'm going to stop working for three months while I, I train to make right. some more money. Right. And so we're putting people into programs where you can make $15 an hour where you're trained, and then you get out of it and you're into a forty dollars or $45,000 job with benefits to start. That's our ultimate solution uh, to this. It's not to try to think the landlords are going to lower rent, but there are economic opportunities in the city like we haven't seen in decades. You know, all of us here are, are old enough to remember when we got into the, the workplace and there was nothing, nothing. like this. No. Nothing. Mm. So I am just remain stunned that with all these incentives, there's still so many people out there saying, I'm not working. I'm not going to work. And and you still have 12,000 openings that, that, that reflects it. You know, at a time when clearly you can't say, well, uh, it's the fatted calf time. We're, 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 in, we're in a very tough economic climate just to go out and eat anything. 
you know, I'm not talking about eating in a restaurant. It's just going to buy any groceries from a store costs you a lot of money. So yeah. theoretically, you would think, well, people have to have money. How can there be available jobs? And yet there are in every city. Yeah. Uh, there are. And a lot of money got flushed through this economy in a lot of different ways. Uh, and there's a lot of people who have the gig kind of jobs that are part time that are enough uh, to yeah. get by and are making choices. And uh, you got people who don't want to work a 40 hour work week. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily bad. As and then long you have as... this new thing that we talked about yesterday yeah. called quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. A new, huh? This is the new phrase in the uh, in the workplace, along with the great resignation and all the rest of it. This is like people do not participate in the great resignation. They just do quiet quitting, which has been defined, as we talked yesterday, of Going to the job, but just not putting yourself totally right. into it. Right. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. getting by. And we all said that, yeah, they used to call that loafing. <laughs> it didn't have to have a sociological explanation. It was just called loafing. It's called a lousy worker. Yeah. But no, now it's it's a movement of quiet quitting. So hopefully they, those aren't the people taking the jobs. 877 Mitch, our phone number is to talk with Mayor Doug. And we got lots of phone calls here. Let's start with Jesse. Your chance to talk directly to the mayor. Always a toll-free call at 877 Mitch. Jesse, go ahead. How you guys doing? Good. Good evening. Good. So I called in, it was quite a while back, maybe six, eight months ago. I've got a storefront in West Village. And I described how somebody came and busted out the windows, did a smash and grab four different times in a matter of three weeks. So I remember that. Um, I, I, I never heard anything from anybody from anywhere about it. Um, and then uh, just the other day on my birthday, no less, um, somebody stole my truck right out, right out in front of oh, where I have a, a bistro as well. Somebody stole my truck, you know, just an old truck, but it was, you know, dear to me. At four o'clock in the afternoon, and I was there. I was working. Crazy. It's just, it's just like mind blowing. You know, I've got video footage of it, and you know, that was well over a week ago. And a detective hasn't even called me. What's going on down there, man? So how did, so how did you go about making your police report? I had to go down to the station because that's the only way you can do it now is you have to go down. So I went down when I discovered it at like 11 o'clock at night. But the incident happened at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, right in the business. Okay. <laughs> Carcel plant was right now. So, Everybody's scooting down Kirchable. Right. So yeah. I, I want to I take your information offline. I'm going to talk to Chief White tomorrow. Uh, we've had uh, uh, some break-ins and some thefts in that West Village neighborhood in the last three or four weeks. And I know they're putting... Uh, some serious time in, but I, I'm very surprised to hear that you haven't uh, heard from the police, but I'm going to have a, a chat with Chief White tomorrow about why that is, because certainly I'm having conversations with them about the string of issues we've had in that West Village uh, neighborhood the last few weeks. What happened, I'm curious, on that uh, that those smash and grab situation, how did you file your report on that? And and did you follow up or try to get, you well, know... Well, the, the four times that it happened... Uh, we we called the police because, you know, we came in and discovered the break-in or whatever on um, the first time. And then so so we called the police and the police came down and they, you know, one time they took, took evidence or something like that. And they, they did the police report. So they came out to the property and uh, did the but, police report. But then you were you were saying when you started your call that you didn't get any response. I mean, that is a response. They didn't solve no, it, obviously. For my truck. For my truck. Okay. My truck had just happened like two weeks, two weeks ago, and they said a detective would call me because I, I had video of it. I mean, I could, it was it's kind of crazy. It's right, well, a professional job. Stay on the line, and we're going to get your information. And uh, as the mayor said, hopefully uh, tomorrow you'll be able to get some mm-hmm. kind of response because that's not right. 
Thank you for your call. 877-44-MITCH. Mike, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Hello. Hi. Hey, good evening. Good evening. First of all, Mayor Duggan, I think that your greatest accomplishment has been to be a graduate of Catholic Central High School. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was bit daring to come yeah. into the studio for an hour every month. As a fellow, as a fellow classmate, uh, Mike Uslack, I would like to say, oh. I'm just curious, um, what is your plan for the chip crisis? Oh, yeah. well, Within 50 miles of the city of Detroit is the greatest demand for chips in the world. And you have the greatest universities in the world that could produce these chips. Do you have a plan for chips? Well, well, I was at the White House last week with a fellow who does. uh, And uh, was really pleased to be there with uh, President Biden uh, and uh, Debbie Dingell, Debbie Stabenow, Gary Peters, who sponsored the bill, and the execs from GM, Ford, and uh, Stellantis. But uh, uh, they actually passed something on a bipartisan uh, basis uh, and uh, that is going to incentivize chip production coming back to the United States. But it's just astonishing. You know, 75% of the world's chips are being made in Asia, and I don't believe the auto suppliers appreciated. They would buy parts, but they didn't realize that their part suppliers had outsourced the chips for those parts uh, to Asia. And when we hit COVID, uh, and the auto uh, plants shut down, they all assumed all the part suppliers would sit there on hold. Well, they by and large did, but the chip makers in Asia were able to sell the chips for computers and other places when yeah. they went to restart. Uh, they weren't there, and it was a shock uh, to the system. W- one thing that hit me, which I, just stunned me, was when, when COVID first hit that first month and we went to put together test kits uh, the swabs that you need for test kits, the number one producer of swabs in the United States is in Wuhan, China. Of course. You, you couldn't get yeah, you swabs. couldn't get test kits. And would you kits. really want to buy swabs from Wuhan? These <laughs> <laughs> uh, look a little dirty. Uh, and so, they automatically and, say positive. Yeah, right. and, and, and this is causing the country to reevaluate, should our supply chain be to the cheapest supplier, or do we need to think in terms of security? And I, I think with this legislation that just passed, uh, they're going to dramatically incentivize the so, making so of chips in the So let me ask you United on that States. line, because you've obviously, you, you're versed in this. We've got a great manufacturing base here. We know right. how to make stuff with right. our hands. Right. There's, there's no way that anybody could tell me that the Taiwanese are better with their hands at making something than we are. So, okay, same labor potential force. If we were to make chips here, given what we do here, how much more would they end up costing to make here? Versus what they end up costing. I, I can't give you a number. It'll be somewhat higher, but of course you've reduced shipping Twice, costs, etc. Three cetera. times. I, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not. Uh, if you got somebody in here from GM, they yeah, they could yeah. tell there you. There must be a reason, exactly. right? I mean, why well, would we want to make over there is way less? It yes. probably makes up for the tariffs and, and the cost of bringing it over. They but like you said, and plus you got to have silicon. You got yeah. you know, that's the main but, thing in these chips. But, you got to have the access. To all but that. but Mitch, you you go over and you look at where they're making the iPhones right. uh, in in uh, Shenzhen. Yeah. Uh, what they are able to do technologically, mass producing uh, these things at very low costs. Uh, is is an issue here in the, in this country. We're seeing the manufacturing come back. Certainly, we've landed a lot of auto suppliers in Detroit in the last uh, six or seven years. Uh, but now I think this country is starting to think through where are we going to be 
Right. Uh, if the chips that operate your toasters, your refrigerators, Everything. and your yeah. missiles when the chips are, uh, down, are, yeah. are made either by China or right. by a country that China could take over yeah, in about right. 24 <laughs> hours. Right. Yes. right. Yeah. And so this is good. We're, we're, it's This COVID has caused us to reevaluate our lives in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I think it's causing this country to reevaluate the supply chain. And I think this chips bill is a great thing. That would be a great thing for Michigan mm-hmm. to become a leader yeah. in, you know. We, 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 that we're bill will basically keep that. the manufacturing here in the country. Puts then. huge incentives to do it here. We're going to take yeah. a brief break, and we'll come back with more with Mayor Duggan. Again, you want to speak with Mayor Duggan? All you got to do is dial 877-44-MITCH, and you'll get a chance to speak directly to him as we continue on 760 WJR. All right, back with Mayor Duggan here, 877-44-MITCH. Mark, you're up with the mayor. Go ahead. Hey, Mitch, thank you so much. You and your team are the best in Metro Detroit. Thank you. Mayor Duggan, uh, your greatest accomplishment probably was uh, graduating from the University of Michigan. And the <laughs> producer told me I only had 30 seconds, so I just want to get my question in. Uh, Mayor, how are you working with Superintendent Beatty, and where do you see public education going in Detroit and in the Metro Detroit area, especially after Governor Whitner, Whitmer, excuse me, her big budget that she just signed, historic budget? Thank you so much, and uh, God bless. I think Dr. Vitti is doing a great job. Uh, you know, there was a period of time just a few years ago uh, when you had hundreds of teacher vacancies and the teaching in the school uh, was very haphazard. Uh, he is, I believe, very close to having uh, teachers at full employment, which is a big step. When you have three classrooms and a teacher quits in November and you dump three classes of kids into two teachers, you know, eight weeks into school year. That was happening way too often. He's got a plan, thanks to the American Rescue Plan, for a billion dollars in investments in schools. It's a well-thought-out plan, uh, and I think he has uh, the school district going the right direction. All right, we'll talk more with Mayor Duggan right after this news break. Stay with us. Yeah, I'll give you an opportunity to uh, talk to Mayor Duggan. He's sitting right here across from us. I uh, want to tell you first, are you a mom or dad struggling with the thought of putting your child with autism into school, feeling that they might not be ready for school? Oxford Recovery Center is an insurance-covered ABA-based program led by certified BCBAs called the ABA Academy. They help your child gain the necessary skills and behaviors they need to be successful in school whatever that time may be. Program utilizes Oxford's ABA procedures to teach school readiness behavior, behaviors including attending to and tolerating tasks, requesting breaks, following group instruction, advocating their wants and needs. And in addition to the ABA Academy, Oxford Recovery Center offers speech, occupational, and physical therapy, covering autism from a synergistic approach so that your child has all the tools to be the most successful student possible. For more information about Oxford's ABA Academy, call 248 486 3636 today or visit com on the web 248-486-3636 or oxfordrecoverycenter.com mayor duggan is here we got a full bank of calls so let's try to race through these in the next 10 minutes chris you're on the mitch album program go ahead hello mr mayor how are you doing tonight uh, you're not going to tell me my greatest accomplishment was graduating from st michael's <laughs> well, elementary school. there's only yeah. one school left <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. How you doing, Mr. Mayor? Good. Good. Uh, again, my name is Chris. I work over at Comerica Park. And I'm a disabled wheelchair user, and I take public transportation home after I get off work there at Grand Circus Park. And on the east side of Woodward, between Witherall and Adams, almost the entire stretch of 
sidewalk is all broken. Really? Making it difficult for people who have disabilities, who use wheelchairs and scooters. And it's also a safety factor. And I'd like to ask you if you could please reach out to whoever's in charge of the sidewalks in the state of Detroit, if they could please, please look into repairing this. Well, I've the, been the, asking and asking through the Public Works Department since 2019. Did you get the, uh, the 20, address where that is? East side of Woodward between Witherall and what? Between Witherall and Adams in Grand yeah. Circus Park. Okay. Well, the, the person responsible is me, but we're going to be on it tomorrow. Uh, so uh, uh, thank you for that, and I will get yeah. our DPW crew right out there. He was going to actually be in a meeting tomorrow, but he, instead he's going out with some boots. asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, a boots. truck. I'm yeah. getting it down. All right. Thank you for your call. Thanks yeah, for thank calling. You. We'll get that cleaned that. up. That's there's good. an app for that, by the way. Did you know that? When there's something wrong, you can take a picture of it and you can actually send it to the city. Uh, yeah, oh. there is. It's, uh, uh, but on this case, uh, we have a more efficient app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mirror. It's called Mirror. Radio. Yeah. Yeah. The Mayor app. Yeah. Before you get this call, I got to ask from last month, we were talking about this. Did you say that there might be possibilities of city airport or not? I, oh, I yeah. There... Yeah. We, we have um, the uh, uh, our plan is at the final FAA clearance stage. It's like takes five clearances and four are done. Wow. Uh, and we're about to get the fifth one. And once that happens, it unlocks the ability to get tens of millions of dollars. Um, the people who live west of the airport, uh, about the city took like three quarters of their houses 25 yeah. years ago. And left them there. We're we're going to be out and and take the rest of those houses for a safety zone. Those folks have long wanted uh, to get a check and get out. Uh, we're going to redo uh, the runways. We're going to redo the taxiways. We're going to wow. build out uh, nice. some new hangars. Uh, and with the all, goal of making it a small commercial airport, or more uh, it'll private? be it'll be a corporate uh, general aviation airport. But right now, it's of such low quality that it doesn't oh, get. Well, look, there was that big story in the papers uh, whenever it was about the difference between yeah, Oakland County, um, which is yeah. like thriving, right. yeah. and uh, and Detroit. Yeah, so well, it could well, well, the, some the, balance. the number the number of clients of a high end airport is a little bit different up in the uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Oakland County yeah, uh, area. But yeah, like like. So often the case, uh, the reporter is about 18 months behind the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the world. So we are about to get the final FAA. Why is he looking at me? Damn, I didn't write this story. <laughs> Newspaper people. Ah. All right. Uh, thank you for that oh, call. Right. 877 No, I meant the call before about the street. Thank you for that question, Kenny Brown. First time caller. Waitley brings up Motown. John, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead. Hello, thanks, thanks, Kenny, for taking up all my time. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> let me, uh, you know, I, I've been born, I was born and raised in Detroit. I went to St. Cecilia's around Grand River and Livernois. And I'm an attorney, and I have uh, clients in uh, in the Detroit area and so on and so forth. So when people would come in from out of town, when I wanted to take clients out, one of the real fun places to always go was in Greektown. Mm-hmm. But it's been unfortunate that in recent months and the last couple of years has become a very, very unsafe place to go, especially after dark. What is the city going to do about remedying that situation? Because frankly, Mayor, I, I won't go down there. And if I have to be down there after dark, I won't go down to Greektown and I won't take my clients down. Uh, well, everybody will make their own choices, but we have had very few incidents. 
down there. Now, there may be people there that make you personally uncomfortable, and you may want to choose uh, a different place to go, but uh, the police department has done a great job. Uh, we have large crowds uh, really throughout downtown, large crowds in the riverfront, large crowds in Greektown, uh, and they're being managed with almost no incidents uh, John, what, uh, makes, you, what makes you say that it's dangerous? I mean, have you witnessed something? Well, I, I, all you have to do is read the newspaper. I mean, there's, there's shootings down there. Well, I mean, you know the newspapers are 18 months behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was one shooting down there. Yeah, we, we had, we had well, a shooting in the spring, and we were on it instantly. Yeah. Uh, but, again, if you right, want to— but, I mean, there's if you been wanna... other incidences in Greektown. It's, okay. it's been all over the newspaper. Okay. All right. So if, you, if you're basing your information on how comfortable you are in Greektown off of the newspapers, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Uh, I'm down through there every weekend, uh, and there are large crowds, and it, they are very diverse crowds, Families, and they are, yeah. and they are, I, they are happy crowds. Uh, and I won't tell you any time you have a crowd anywhere uh, that you don't have incidents. You've seen some, some significant issues in some of the suburbs yeah. uh, in, in, uh, in large crowds. There's way too many people carrying guns. Uh, everywhere in the country these days. Uh, but I think the police department's done an outstanding job uh, in managing uh, the activities downtown. And I won't tell you we can't ever have an incident, uh, but... Well, uh, 20 people pedaling the same bike cart. Uh, <laughs> I get I get more complaints about yeah. the noise on those pedal carts than just about anything. What is it about people who decide to pedal through the street that makes them go, woo Every, every five seconds. Aren't you tired from the pedaling? Can't you just be quiet? Pedal quietly? When did, when did pedaling become like a sound effect? The woo-woo girls. Back to the phone lines with Mayor Duggan. Amira, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead. Thank you so much, Mitch, for taking the call. And thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I have a very uh, unique um, incident with the police in Sterling Heights, actually. Um, I just want to check if this is the right thing, what they did. Um, I was one time in a grocery store, and I'm at the cash register uh, paying for my grocery, and there is a gentleman behind me, and um, I finished. I have my phone, and I have my keys uh, on the cash register while I paid. Um, The guy, he just, while I'm putting the bags in the basket, um, the guy, he took my phone, brand new iPhone, uh, $1,100, and slipped it and put it in his grocery uh, bag, and he left. So I tried to find where my grocery, where, where my phone is, and I'm talking to the owner of the store. Was uh, It happened that I knew him. I'm talking to him. There is no phone. So he said, we have cameras. So he went and looked at the camera. Sure enough, it was the guy that uh, he was behind me, but of course he cannot give me the, the video. He said, you have to report it to the police. I did report it to the police. Uh, he was very cooperative, the owner of the store. He knew his name because he paid by credit card. Lucky us, well, even though it was not. We didn't get anything from we, us. We never get um, the smart ones. So the police, <laughs> the, the police followed him, I, you know, and, and they knew who he is. But they were not able to do anything, Mr. Mayor, because they keep telling me that he, if he does not commit another uh, misdemeanor or crime or something, we cannot just go and arrest the guy. And I don't know why. Why are you protecting the criminals more than the victim? You have a proof. You have a video. You have his name. You have his address. You have everything. Well, he told me we talked to him, but we cannot arrest him until he commits something else. All right. Let me me stop you there. 
First of all, it happened in Sterling Heights, right. so I, not, yeah, which is not the mayor's territory. But now yeah. I'm so intrigued by this story. <laughs> you know, I, I'd call Pete Lacido in the Macomb County Prosecutor's Office. There, if the facts are as you're relating them, there is no reason you can't get a warrant off right. of that video uh, for uh, for theft for larceny. So, did uh, you hear that? Call Pete Lacido, who is the Macomb County Prosecutor. Call his office because this isn't really. It's not really Mayor Duggan's thing. Did you at least get and, the phone back? How could she get the phone back? Well, well, I thought maybe. (laughs) Why would she be calling if she had the phone back? back, But they don't charge them. How did she call us? Call Pete Lucido, the Macomb County prosecutor, and tell him what you told us. And he should absolutely be. I thought maybe there's some new law. Like, you know, prosecutors are getting more lenient on criminals in certain cities. I thought maybe there was some new thing. Uh, No, you you could get a warrant on a larceny if the facts are is. Yeah, especially it's an $1,100 phone. That's that's, over $1,000. That's that's the first larceny. Yeah, I might not go back to Sterling Heights. Try to squeeze in a couple more before we get over. Karen, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead with Mayor Duggan. Yes, my name is Karen, and matter of fact, I'm a 33-year retired teacher from Detroit Public Schools this past June. Well, thank you for your service. Yes, yes. (laughs) Thank you, high school. Uh, Oh, really? Oh, you really had service. Thank you for your service. Yes, I'm having an issue with my home, which is located on the west side of Detroit. Um, I'm having true flooding in the front. It's the closest thing to a swimming pool. If it was the (laughs) 70s, the kids would be out loving playing in it. Where's the water coming from? The water is coming. I thought it was considered the drain, but I did learn from the emails that I sent. It's called the Block Basin. I have contacted the Water and Sewage Department, yeah. Mona Ali, I think his name is Brian Beckbow. Right. And you're, you're saying the water's coming up from the street over the curb onto your property and we haven't solved it? And this issue has been going on. I have all my emails since July so, 8th. So what is what is what? Why can't the water department clean out that storm drain? Have they given you a reason? Never received a reason why. And the thing is, I did a click it and fix it. Right. Also, See, click fix. Yeah. Click fix. Yeah. On twelve twenty nine twenty one, I have an email with the case number and everything saying it had been closed. I'm thinking closed, and it haven't even been fixed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we didn't say we fixed it. We just said we closed it. So the it. water department must have told you something. So I'm just really baffled about the whole situation. Did the water department tell you anything? Uh, they would be out. I have a list of everybody I talked to. It. The thing is, it's COVID. We're backed up. Blah blah blah. No, no, that, no, we're not. We're not that backed up. So, did nobody ever came out? Not to my knowledge. Okay. That they came, I wasn't so if, here. If, if you give me your address off air, somebody will be out tomorrow. I will give it to you right now. All right. So, so you no, hang no, on. Now you're going to hear a click. Don't hang up because so we're going to switch you over to our our uh, producer. Okay. So hang on, and, and you'll give him the information. too, because uh, she's thorough. What she teach? Because I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, yeah. I got I email, the whole thing. No, she going. speaks like a teacher. Yes. She's <laughs> absolutely got that yes. diction. Uh, we can try to squeeze in one more here, and then we got to let him go. Harry, hi, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead. Oh, thanks for taking my call, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mayor. I live in the city of Detroit. I've lived there before you were elected, and I currently live there. It has been a incredible transformation. I'm very happy. With the, with the changes that have made. But the one thing that I'm, I have a question about is the city tax. 
right. on, on resident income. How do you feel that that hurts the city and does it help it enough to offset what it does hurt? Because I do think it deters people from moving into the city and buying some of the houses that are available. What is the city tax now? So 2.4% for a resident, one2 for uh, you as a... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, don't a, I know it. <laughs> a, a commuter. But I, what I would say is this. I, the income tax to me is not the biggest issue. The property taxes uh, are the biggest issue. And I'm working intensely on a plan right now that would significantly reduce the property tax. But the big disincentive for buying in Detroit Huge. is our taxes are significantly higher uh, than the surrounding yeah. uh, communities. And and in the next couple of months, we're going to have a major plan. We're going to go to Lansing and try to, to fix it. Why is there a 2.4% tax because you live in the uh, city? Uh, well, there's income tax in most major cities, but to support uh, the level of police, fire, and the like. So think about this. We're a city of uh, 650,000 people, but Used to given be. the day, uh, in the middle of the day, we're probably 900,000 people for all the people who come in. The property taxpayers could never support the level of police and fire and services you need for all those folks who commute in during the day. And so the income tax is the way that pretty much every major city. Uh, uh, and how does Detroit's fare relative to other know, major it's, cities? It's like in what's the, Chicago's, it's in the, for I couldn't. I'd have to look it up to give you the number. But I think most do something in our range where it's two and one or three and one and a half uh, with, the, with the commuters paying about half of what the residents pay. Huh. But there's 20-some cities in Michigan that that charge right. uh, in income, income taxes. Tax. Yeah. Oh. You know, Lansing and uh, uh, Highland Park, and you got, I, I probably shouldn't start naming them, but all, right. over, all over the state. Can we get a reduction on brownfield sites? <laughs> uh, we're going to cut it off there? Okay. Uh, I want to thank you for coming in, uh, Mayor Duggan. It's always busy. Oh, yeah. 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 Busy day. A lot of phone calls. A lot of good uh, questions. Yeah, a lot of great right. questions, and thank you for taking care of all those issues for the people who called in. That's oh. that's why we do this, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot, at least two or three happier people mm-hmm. tomorrow, uh, and one guy who's still not going to Greek Town. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Uh, so stay well until we see you again. All right. yeah. hey, thanks for having me. It's seven sixty WJR.